I was married and I was the submissive wife, very domestic. He was a cheater. He was the dog of all dogs. Wherever there was a bone, that is where he went. Oh man, who let the dogs out? Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> hey guys, it's Andrea Gunning. And I'm Ben Fetterman. Back with more Dating Diaries, questions and confessions. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Dre, the stories are so good this week. I know. These two people have been through some stuff, dude. I'm becoming more convinced, specifically from this show, that the best personal growth comes from that stuff being tested. Amen to that. I am an actor here in Atlanta, originally from North Alabama. Connor is gay and living his authentic life. It was hard in the beginning. He didn't get the kind of support he needed. So I first told my parents when I was 15, but they freaked out and said, no, you are not coming out. You cannot be this. I come from Church of Christ, which is Protestant. I went to a, a private school that was based under this denomination. I grew up with like a class of 48. I was at the same school my whole life. And I would have continued to come out to everyone else if they had not had the reaction that they had. Not to shit on my parents. It is what it is. That was a lot of trauma that happened to me as a ninth grader that I had to carry with me and suppress all through high school. But I started telling friends after high school. Connor came into his own when he fell in love. I had my first male experience with a guy from community theater that summer after I graduated high school where I was going to California for college. But I was just over the mood about this guy. I started feeling more comfortable to tell a couple of friends. Then this guy broke my heart for the first time and I was home over the holidays. And that's when I started telling more friends from home. And to be honest with you, I, I didn't really ever lose a friend, but that guilt and shame stays with you the rest of your life. I am agnostic now. I don't believe in sin anymore, but there will always be that feeling that I'm a lesser human being because I was never able to conquer my urges and desires. It's interesting, growing up closeted in religious, conservative Southern environment, there was a pressure to act masculine and there was a pressure about gender performance. That shit doesn't go away after you come out. Despite those insecurities and the pandemic, Connor has found a real social life in Atlanta. He knows the club scene well. We're not wearing masks and it'll be open till three or four on the weekends. Leave reality outside. 
Connor makes the rounds. I like to be a floater and check it all out. You know, let me go to the Eagle, the leather bar here, which they have a location in New York and L.A. That's going to be mostly older men, the daddies, the bears, the leather, people sucking dick in the bathroom. Then you go over to in Midtown, Blake's, which is where I frequent the most. It's just one of the nicer bars that has just like a mix of all the different things. And 10 across the street, 10 is going to be twinks and jocks. Definitely has that vibe going on. But anytime I go to a gay bar, naturally I'm going to be hunting as well as hanging out. But I love to just be around people that can just have a good conversation. And I love to be around older gay men too, because I love to have that influence of gay men before my time. He's also open to dating apps. Grinder, Scruff, if you've heard of Scruff, that's generally my thing. I mean, I'm open to dates depending on the guy, but generally I just, I just look for fun. I love a man in their 30s. I'm 28 now, so I generally just always want someone that's more mature than me, that has more life experience. We're always talking about pros and cons of dating apps, you know. I find I get a lot of benefit out of it, and and it can feel like a lottery that you might luck out and you have some really hot engagement that night. But I also face like a ton of rejection and still like putting myself out there so much in the dating and sex pool. Recently, Connor hit the proverbial lottery. I met this hot Jewish guy that lived in Decatur in the suburbs outside of Atlanta. Immediately attracted to him from his pictures. He didn't really have much on his profile. But anyway, showed up. I, I didn't even make it past the doorway. We were making out immediately. It was just the immediate attraction and interaction. And we were in bed for three hours. And it even went on to like cuddling and intimate pillow talk and all that. And he offered to continue hanging out and to cook for me. And as we were down in the kitchen, I was helping him. I noticed that I couldn't really smell or taste the food. Oh, shit. But not a total surprise. But still, awkward AF. I was just like, so I can't fully taste this. And I felt so bad. And I thought I completely blown this opportunity. I was really interested in this guy. Went and got tested, found out I was positive. I told him. And he had already had his first round of vaccines because he works in the medical field. He turned out not to have it. Even for an agnostic now, thank God. And I didn't know how to pick up the conversation at that point because as much great chemistry as we had in person, I didn't know this guy well enough. He wasn't really great with texting. I tried to keep the door open and tried to, you know, continue showing interest like, hey, I still want to hang out. Wasn't really hearing from him until I got a voice message from him. He told me that he had contracted gonorrhea from a dude he hooked up with the week before. Here I was worried that I blew it, that I gave him COVID. He gave me gonorrhea. But it was like the way the voice message came across, I was, I didn't know what to take from his tone. Just like, hey, uh, hope you're doing well. Just letting you know I got it from this guy. I mean, that it's very respectable for someone to reach out to a fuck buddy and let him know like, hey, I got this STD. Because that, that is a hard conversation to have. The hardest thing for me when I had COVID was not the symptoms. It never got that bad. The worst thing was just worried about, you know, not making money, not being able to go to work. But wor- the worst part was the concern of spreading it to other people. As far as I know, I didn't. But 
there was a lot of anxiety and guilt and shame in that time that I, I was positive. But he gave me gonorrhea. So now it's like, what, what do I pick up from that conversation like to tell him, why did he send it over a voice message? He didn't check in with me the next day because I didn't know how to respond. I, like I was really interested in this guy, but there was something about this voice message that just sounded kind of nonchalant. I, I just didn't know what to take of it. It was, it was a bad gut feeling and I, I'm someone that really listens to my gut. Gonorrhea might be a big deal to you. A health scare. But for others, it's just an inconvenient phone call and a Z-pack. Does this experience ever make Connor think about monogamy? It's just hard to really imagine settling down, being monogamous. Because after my last relationship, I feel like if I were to get in a relationship again, I have to be really interested in someone to want to get in a relationship. I'm not going to have a boyfriend just to have a boyfriend. But there would be a lot of benefits. Not have to worry about STDs anymore. Well, that was a complete shit show. I don't even think hot Jewish guy followed up to check in on him, which is kind of sad. Yeah, I mean, instead he got a voice memo that said he has fucking gonorrhea. Dude, the voice memo? The voice memo is a choice. I mean, maybe I'm getting old, but I'm not communicating important information to people that I have a relationship with via voice memo. I think it's a copy-paste job. I think it is a public service announcement to the greater Atlanta area. I think the guy had a few people to tell, banged a voice message, and just let it rip. <laughs> let it and let it fly. I think the attraction died with the COVID gonorrhea swap, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I think this relationship has run its course. But I don't want to shit all over Connor because I did love my conversation with him. The last story was scary. I mean, it was... Definitely risky behavior that I can't condone. But we talked about other things. And, you know, one thing that I admire about him is that he is a free spirit. What I see is he spent a number of years feeling really outside of community. And now he's in Georgia and he's blossoming. Like he's found his space. He's found his scene. Him describing bars takes me back to a time where that was a reality in my life. He yes. was like, oh, I go to this bar for this, and I go to that bar for that. And God, don't you miss that? Yeah, you had your spots. Yeah. Right now, your spot is your kitchen table every night. Maybe we'll check out the basement, see who's there tonight. He seems like he's the kind of person that just can waltz up to anybody and then be like, hey, can I buy you a drink? I honestly asked him, I was like, do you have any advice on like how to pick up people? What do you say? He was like, I have anxiety just like any other person going up to a freaking stranger like anybody else. And that was actually really cool. Mm -hmm. And it made me think about how many people are going to be more likely to strike up conversation with brand new people, new strangers outside their circle. Because I think all of us are valuing and cherishing a world that's out there now. I mean, maybe. Uh, we'll see. Like, I think FOGO is real. What's FOGO? Fear of going out. Oh, it's the opposite of FOMO. Which I have. I know. But we've changed how we approach the world. I definitely think there are going to be people who are, let's get out, let's see where, like, new faces, new people, my bubble is popped, I am here to meet everyone, right? But I think 
there's going to be a number of people who are going to be a little like, uh, how do I get back into this groove? Gun shy. Yeah. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code WONDERY to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Sasha is an accomplished woman in Cali who knows what she wants. She's very clear about what she can and can't live with, but it took some hard knocks to get there. I am not dating right now because I have standards. I used to be the girl that'd be like, I wanna fix you up to what I want you to be. And then that didn't work out because the real person always come out. Sasha speaks from experience. I was married, and I was this submissive wife, very domestic, and he was a cheater. He was the dog of all dogs. Wherever there was a bone, that is where he went. I was so, you know, domesticated. I'm here at home, doing everything, cooking, cleaning, all this stuff right here. I think we should have not only just been friends a little longer, We should have dated a little longer. I would have seen what type of man he really was. But in the beginning, he was that Knight Sherman armor type of guy. But he really was a Casanova. We married in 2011. We stayed together 2019. We were still like talking, dealing with each other, but I ended it completely in the middle of 2019. Her ex-husband wasn't exactly great at hiding his cheating. One night he was asleep and the phone was just vibrating like crazy. And I picked the phone up and there was some text messages and this lady's like, uh, why are you not answering? And here's the crazy part, she knew about me. She's like, why are you not answering? Are you with your wife? And this wasn't the only issue Sasha was dealing with during her marriage. She was diagnosed with breast cancer. She needed major surgery and her husband's support. I remember getting my breasts removed because I had a mastectomy done. And I remember having the tube still in my thing and I had a robe on and I was calling for him and he wasn't there. And so I was like, I'm gonna go over to his dad's house and see what's up. This man was involved with someone at his dad's house. And here I am with the tube 
sticking out of my breast with the little bag, stuck in my pants, you know, so, you know, I wouldn't hang or anything, arguing with you about what you're doing right now. And you drive off. So you got caught and you busted and you just drive off. So it was just so many things. And I don't want to, you know, make him sound that bad, but he really was that bad. And I just didn't see it. So what finally did end the marriage? He slept with someone very close to me. I'm talking about like God's sister close. But Sasha isn't living in the past. She's making lemonade and she's focused on making a better life for herself and other people. I cannot let it break me down, especially with me beating you know, breast cancer. I was just like, you know what? It's over. It's a new me. It's time to go and be adventurous and go on the horizon and just live life. Sasha has built her nonprofit single-handedly. Fundraising is hard work. I've been there, being a cancer patient. I remember uh, not being able to work and I remember losing that and I couldn't pay my car note and I couldn't pay my rent and I couldn't pay. So I look for people that will be willing to assist so I can help those in need as well. Her ex never really gave her encouragement or cheerleading from the sidelines. So I need somebody who can support what I do. Like, oh, congratulations, baby, did it. So those type of things keep me going. So I'm ready for dating though. I'm ready to mingle. Sasha is fun, has a great sense of humor and loves to travel. But there are a few things a man needs to know up front. I just need the support all the way around. That's what I'm looking for. Someone strong and supportive and loving and understanding and financially stable. I'm not paying for anything anymore. I'm done with that. And I'm not gonna build you. I'm sorry, I don't wanna build a dude. I want you already built. You know, surprise me. I like to be surprised, you know, and don't take me to no cheap place because I will look at you like, are you kidding me? I just like for a person to really get to know me. Like if you're a person and you're always talking about yourself, you lost me. Sasha isn't paying attention to the little things. She's paying attention to everything. I'm looking at your wardrobe. I'm sorry, I am. I'm pretty sure that's code for no cheap shoes. I'm looking at the way you speak to me. I'm looking at how you treat me. I'm looking at, if you have the wondering eyes, you know, the wondering eyes, talking to you and then, ooh, you're not the one for me. Cause I should have your full attention, especially if I'm, if I'm in your presence. When someone cheats on you, you especially notice that. But still, is that a tall order or exactly what we should all expect? I'm like, is there someone really out there for me? Because I'm not even asking for much. At this point, Sasha would rather sit back and wait for the right guy to appear. Kind of like hoping that the right man would just come to me. I don't want to go fishing because I feel like When I go fishing, I'll end up with something that I don't want to be with. So I just want to, I want the right person to come to me. Here I am, a beautiful, strong black woman, and somebody is going to want me. I'm smart. I'm just not rushing into it. I don't mind dating or someone coming to me and we could do that. But me just going fishing and uh, throwing you back because I don't want you. It was a waste of time. Let's get you. Uh, No, I'm going to throw you back. I don't want to do that. 100%. But the last time she went out on a date? Almost a year. I feel like I found myself more 
I'm a true believer in you sit still enough, your blessing to come to you, but you just have to pay attention to it. I feel like me sitting still, I was able to really analyze me, help myself. I wasn't focused on me and I just wasn't. Sasha's ex-husband, he's such an asshole. What person cheats on someone while they are literally fighting for their life every day, undergoing cancer treatment? It makes me so mad. It makes me livid. There are people in this world that are that selfish. It's hard to defend this. We really try not to sit here on the show and judge people. People have shit going on. But when the person you committed your life to is at their lowest low and then have to deal with the fact that he's running around in his father's house having an affair, like, you're just not helping anyone there. I I feel comfortable judging that behavior. I'm sorry. I get it. Sure, like, he could be dealing with his own, like, trauma of why he does this. But, like, whatever, like, that is not an excuse. Don't get married. It is death to us part. Like, you need to be there for your person. She got really clear that she wants someone in her ring, right? Someone on her team. Because she experienced what it's like to be absolutely alone. And no one should have to feel that, whether you're healthy or dealing with cancer. Yeah. There are plenty of people that would go through what Sasha went through and be jaded, Mm -hmm. be angry. She is at peace. She's good. She survived. So she has this perspective of life and I'm going to make the most of it. And a lot of people who would go through this that didn't necessarily like stare death in the face would hold on to that anger. But instead, she has that perspective. She knows what she needs to live a life that's full and who is worthy of her time because time is so precious. Not only did she lose her quote unquote support system in her husband, but a lot of her safety net and her community were a part of this. Her father-in-law had to know something was going on if he was cheating on her at his house. And then her god sister, someone that was in her inner circle from childhood, also was a part of this betrayal. You know, to have her coming out with the strength and conviction that she has clear about what she wants. Talk about rising from the ashes. Man, it's it is power. She's like Daenerys. But she's got one thing that Daenerys didn't have. She's patient, too. She's not running out there. She's going to wait for the right thing to come into her life. And I think that's part of her realization that she might have ran into her marriage a little too soon. But shoulda, woulda, coulda. Of course. Shoulda waited, coulda seen him and his truer colors earlier. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. All that matters is the lesson you learn now. And she's learned a tremendous lesson. The one thing that like kind of made me sit back and think and I challenged her a little bit. It's just like, listen, sitting back and waiting for good things to come to her. I, I appreciate when you go through a relationship where someone has cheated on you a lot. And I've gone through this. When that's over, you really second guess your ability to choose the right person or a capable person. And I really hope 
that she's sitting back for the right reasons. Because I hope it's not from a place of doubt in her own ability. Mm -hmm. And I hope that she's not just sitting back because she's afraid that she's going to fall into this trap again. I mean, I don't necessarily always believe that opportunities just come to you. You have to put in some work for opportunities to present themselves. Mm-hmm. I just wanted her to think about like, okay, I just want to make sure that you're not not putting yourself out there because at the end of the day, you're afraid of not making the right decision because she invested time, made a commitment to someone that was not worthy of her. And that can really shake you to your core. But, you know, she seems like she knows what she wants, which I think is a really good start. And she wants a teammate. And I get that. Yeah. You deserve to have someone running on that path alongside you. When you're getting tired, someone to, you know, kind of coach you up and whisper in your ear and say, keep going. You got this. You know, every year you and I run 10 miles to raise money for a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. You know, I always see Jen. She's either running by your side or if it's been a... A year where she's opted out, she's holding a sign for you. And I always loved that, that you had that. And that's what Sasha wants. She wants someone holding a sign for her on the side of this road, like cheering her on. That's what we all deserve. We want to hear from yous. And you fans of Mayor of Easttown out there, we Philly folks don't all say water or cousin, all right? Although I'd like to say I have 60 cousins that will beat the shit out of yous if you make fun of my accent. Did she stutter? <laughs> I didn't stutter. <laughs> if you want to make fun of Dre's accent or mine, send us an email at datingdiariespod. That's datingdiariespod at gmail.com. And let us know about your dating life. We're here for it. I know and you know that it's tough out there, but at least I know and you know that we have each other. And until next week, stay safe out there, guys. This podcast is hosted and executive produced by me, Andrea Gunning. Executive produced by Nancy Glass, Ben Fetterman, and Carrie Hartman. Produced by Julie Clark. Associate producers include Megan Paisley and Kristen Malcuri. Edited by Mac Daggett and Matt Dalvecchio. Special thanks to Natalie Thomas. Music by Mibe Music. Some names have been changed to protect privacy.